0: Hello everyone, this is Dr. Michael Brown checking in to let you know if you haven't noticed we are only posting new episodes of Three Words Podcast at this time every other Monday morning. This is because our DMB coaching team is very committed to social distancing and have been unable to tape face-to-face. That said, enjoy today's episode, Establish a Budget. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Three Words, a bite sized podcast about the small and yet significant and strategic choices that every one of us can make to become the best versions of ourselves. I'm joined today by my dear friend, Gabe Dunbar, a frequent podcaster here on Three Words with DMB Coaching. And today, Gabe, our three words are Today, we're talking about establishing a budget. Establish a budget. Now, some of you are kind of like, wow, that sounds pretty boring, (laughs) right? Uh, Because it's not our typical kind of broadcast yeah. and discovering this and experiencing this. And we tend to kind of go the big picture route, but this is a really practical podcast yeah. that I think could really be transformative for a lot of people.
1: Yeah. Well, and you say it's boring and I think it's fascinating, right? So I'm a numbers guy. So I studied math in my undergrad. So I've always enjoyed numbers and I'm a tightwad. So this is my jam. <laughs> Budgets are my thing. Yeah. Um So it's really interesting. So yeah, like you say, we want to give listeners some practical tips, some practical ideas that maybe they've maybe they've heard about budgeting and maybe not. And then maybe we'll add a little wrinkle into it and, and see how that goes. So, um, you know, with me working in higher education, I work with a lot of young people, mm-hmm. right? And, and as they graduate, there's been a lot of students talking about challenges with finances, not sure what to do with it. Um, student load debt, obviously that's a national crisis, yeah, I would say, with yeah. the number of young people that we have graduating with a huge amount of debt, and it can be paralyzing. And so thinking about how we can help young people, both in college out of college and people of all ages really because it's it's not really mm-hmm. it doesn't matter what age you are or even it, what income you and have. what income you have yeah, sure establishing a budget having a
0: plan is really important yeah absolutely and and, and folks have said to me often teresa and i live on a budget we really really value our budget and as i've shared that with even clients and in consulting and so forth and even my friends and family I have often heard this phrase, oh, that sounds fantastic, but I could never live on a budget. Right? Mm-hmm. And typically what that means is when someone's expressing, I could never live on a budget. Well, first of all, you can choose to live on a budget. Sure. Every choice counts, every moment matters. But there's a reality that to live on a budget, there's this perception that I'm going to be in bondage, that it's going to be restrictive. Right. And so I guess what I want to say to our listeners and our viewers today is that budget is the pathway to financial freedom. Absolutely. And similarly to time. You know, we think about, well, I don't want to budget my time. I don't want to schedule my priorities. I want to live kind of free spirited. We tend to think that when we do that, there's more spontaneity and more opportunity. We can talk about that in a second. But with budgets and with taking what we have, taking the dollars that have been designated to us that are in our control to actually make decisions, intentional decisions about those dollars, it doesn't create bondage. It creates freedom because I get to intentionally choose, not spur of the moment, but choose where I want those dollars to go that will help me become the best version of myself yeah. and to actually invest in areas that are most important to me. Yeah. Well, I'm thinking about that idea from bondage to freedom. I mean, my own personal
1: example. Mm-hmm. So when I came out of my undergraduate um, career, I had debt. And in two years, because of being very... Um, Planned and organized, I was able to pay off about thirty thousand dollars in debt in, in two years. years. In two years, wow! And so, because that freedom was so important to me, you know, some sometimes when we think about money, we think about investing. They say it's actually more important to invest for long term returns than to pay off some lower interest debt, right? And so, this is an idea, and, and I think if you talk to a lot of financial advisors, that makes sense. But for a lot of us, debt does feel like bondage, yeah. and so sometimes it's just freeing to be able to really work hard, and of course. This budgeting does come with sacrifice, right? It does lead to freedom, but it's sacrificing something to have freedom in something else. And so for those two years of working really hard, I was able to set myself up for, you know, I was going to get married in that next year. So that was one of my big motivations to be able to have that freedom and be able to start off my married life with no debt and to be able to really think about how we can strategically invest for the future.
0: Well, and you're tying it in these three words of establish a budget they remind me in many ways to our very first podcast, season one, first podcast, Delay Immediate Gratification. Absolutely. because Because the reality is, unless you're able or can choose to delay immediate gratification, you'll never live on a budget. Yeah. And you'll never pay off $30,000 of debt in two years. And, and some people may look at you and say, wow, that must have been horrible. You must have had no fun and you probably couldn't ever, you know, have a a restaurant date with your wife or whatever. I'm guessing that wasn't the case. Right. You just had to make very, very intentional choices. Right. That's exciting. Yeah. Well, and one of the things that I'm I'm more prone
1: to. And during that time, I had very specific dollar amounts for each of my budget, right? And I hit them because I was tracking them and I was hitting them. And I think for some people, that's not practical, right? And so now that I'm married and we have a family, yeah, we have thresholds, I will say. Not not solid numbers, but thresholds for each of the different categories that we live in, right? And so I'm... I tend to be restrictive, especially with my wife sometimes, to try to hit those. Mm -hmm. But we've kind of transitioned to kind of an average. We try to hit thresholds. But we've, instead of trying to hit a dollar amount, we've tried to make specific choices. So what I mean by that is as far as eating out, right? Sometimes people find the convenience, especially with small children, eat out every night. And we were getting into some of those routines. And so then we cut back and said, instead of a dollar amount, let's eat out one time per week and, sun, and pizza on Sunday because we have yeah. pizza every Sunday. But just that. So cutting it down from two because for a while when we were reconciling our budget, we were eating out two, three, four times a week without even noticing it. So all of a sudden we've cut that down to two. And then the other strategic choice we've made because my wife loves to shop. God bless you. Um, we've said one trip to Target per month. No dollar threshold; she can spend as much as she wants, but one trip to Target per month. Whoa! And so, so we'll, we'll see. This is a, this is a new idea, but I think it's it's really going to actually dramatically decrease
0: our our cost and our, our our spending in some of those categories. Yeah. What I was thinking, even as you were chatting about debt as well, that oftentimes we feel like debt is something that happens to us mm. as a circumstance versus a choice that we make. And and I think you and I would agree there is some debt that is more reasonable. And then other debt that isn't as reasonable. And even you mentioned the $30,000 in school debt and, and obviously working on a college campus. Now there are students around me regularly accumulating debt, which again, they're actually throwing into that debt pile, um, Starbucks and extra things that really they don't need. They're using debt dollars to maintain a certain standard of living. And they're feeling like, well, this is just the reality of college. And so, and you could think about that. Even the next season, like, well, this is the reality of being a young family or right. this is just the reality of filling in the next season, putting our kids through college or and you can always live in this world of, well, that's just normal. And it is it's incredibly challenging and it creates bondage and and it does begin to restrict over time, right? what we get to do. And and, and I talk a lot about, Gabe, the 12 dimensions of a human being's life. And one of those dimensions that we talk about with our clients and even in some of the speaking engagements that we are engaged in, this idea of the financial dimension of life. And what I find interesting about the financial dimension of life is it tends to have connections to all the other dimensions. So how I'm actually doing in the investments I'm making and the choices I'm making in the financial dimension of my life, they affect the emotional dimension of my Mm. life. Absolutely. anxiety and fear yeah. and, and and they stress. affect the relational dimension of my life and my relationship with my wife or with my children or with um, those around me that I might yeah. owe money to. Or at or, work, yeah. feeling that professional that, burden. Yeah. Uh, the financial, it would, it would also, so emotional and relational, physical, the physical toll of having my finances in complete disarray yeah. and so forth. And I think we underestimate, which is why we've kind of conceptualized an entire dimension of the human being's life is the financial dimension to connect to recreational, obviously, yeah. emotional, physical, relational, and so forth. It has a profound effect on all those different dimensions. Yeah. And I think it's just important to own the fact that when we choose debt, because again, debt doesn't happen to you. Uh, we choose it. It, when we choose that kind of debt. It allows us to live outside of reality, meaning this. We talk a lot about in DMV Coaching and even on these podcasts that reality is our friend. But if I can choose to live at any level of income I want with credit cards and so forth, I don't have to live in reality. I don't have to live within my means. I can live in this other world that isn't really real because I'm going to have to pay it back eventually anyways. Well, and it makes me think about
1: we control money. Money doesn't control us, right? Mm. And so we can do three things with money, right? We can spend it, we can save it, or we can invest it. Right? So we have those three options. Right. Right. And it kind of makes me think about time. Because oh, yeah. what, what do we
0: always say about time? Well, time only has two choices. So obviously, right. money has three choices. Time has two choices. Obviously, just to restate what you said to spend, to invest, or to save. Right. Time is a little bit different in that we cannot save it. Right. That even these 12 minutes that we've spent together here today, they're yeah. gone. Yeah, we invested it. We absolutely, in these 12 minutes, made an investment yes. and not an expenditure. But that's why I like to think about this idea of time and money side by side. Yeah. Because in both of these areas, we're making choices. Mm-hmm. And in both of these areas regarding time and money, we need to be intentional. And anytime you make an intentional choice, whether it's in time, Money, relationships, conversation, communication, discipline, routine, rhythms. I mean, I could go on and on. Whenever there is an intentional choice, a premeditated choice, it tends to produce greater, more positive outcomes than spontaneous in the moment um, that do not take into consideration delaying immediate gratification. Those choices tend not to produce the results that we want to become the best versions of ourselves. right? Right. And when we have that plan in place, both with time and money, Mm -hmm.
1: we find so much more freedom. We have we find those opportunities for spontaneity. And when and then when we have those opportunities. So one of the things we were always saving for for vacation. Yeah. And so when we get to that point. I'm able to totally relax because I know we've been saving all along. It's not a burden; it we're not going into debt for it.
0: Versus, I don't know if we have the money, but we're going to take our yeah. credit cards with us How and hope awful. for the best. <laughs> How awful! How awful! Because even as beach. you're there, even there, as you're on the beach, you're wondering, I wonder if I'm going to hit my limit. Yeah. And there's even stories where someone goes and says, "Oh, declined." Well, let me pull the other credit card out. And you don't have to really be thoughtful about right. those things. You know, we talk a lot about in DMB coaching and here in Three Words podcast about the fact that each choice counts in every moment matters. What if we added this one? That every dollar spent should be a decision. Oh, I like that. So every choice counts, each each moment matters, but every dollar requires a decision because it's proactive versus reactive. It is thoughtful as opposed to impulsive. And I think in many ways, it continues to flow along with the themes of three words. And all of these three words that we're talking about together, they're about us becoming the best version of you. If you are not choosing positive choices in the financial dimension of our lives, we will not, you will not, I will not become the best version of myself at 60, 70, 80 years old, yeah. because indeed it matters. Yeah. So I think we'd all agree. It's time, if you have not yet, to establish a budget. For life coaching, consulting services, or to hire a keynote speaker, please visit dmbcoaching.com.